Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. And a very good day to you, Mzanti. Welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'm Shadow Twala. The show is produced by Hazel Makuzeni and Garnet Nkwinika is our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0891102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm, or at Shadow Twalem. Now on the show today, CEO of Sweet South, Aisha Pando, joins us to share her success as the first South African startup to join Silicon Valley's 500 Startups Accelerator. There's a new opportunity for African writers with the launch of the Triggerfish Story Lab. We hear more from Vanessa and Sindon, then development producer, she's the development producer at Triggerfish Animation. Then the founder and MD of Sandwich Baron, Sally Joy, started her now nationwide franchise with only 5,000 rand selling sandwiches from her home. She gives us inspiration. But first... Sure, these wise words, the lunch bite on SAFM. Taken from a quote by W.H. Murray, says, Until one is committed, there's hesitancy, the chance to draw back. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. This raises in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man could have dreamt would have come his way. Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. Tune in to SAFM every Wednesday between 10.30 and 11 for the University of the Western Cape's Access to Success Dialogues. We speak to Fred Robertson, Professor Tyrone Pretorius, Minister Ntantanene and others who share their journey. Through educational opportunities, they have become success stories in their own right. Higher Education Conversations with SAFM in partnership with the University of the Western Cape. Access to success for a greater future. Every Wednesday morning between 10.30 and 11. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Five FM presents Joburg. Live loud, Joburg. Live loud. An afternoon with friends, your favorite app, and Five FM DJ DJ. Joburg, live loud. Presented by Five FM. Saturday, September 12th at Mox Park Emerentia with AKA Freshly Ground, Matthew Moe, Black Motion, The Polytones, KO, Separate Rock, Jeremy Luke, and Mikasa. Book your tickets now at CompuTicket. Live loud to the power of five. Five FM presents Joburg. Live loud. Great stories told by great personalities. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, Aisha Panda, the CEO of SweepSouth, she joins me now in the studio. Welcome. Thank you for coming in and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a really exciting time. Now, I was listening to the news there and I'm thinking, oh, I hope your investment is coming in dollars or pounds because it the rand is, is not looking <laughs> It is coming in dollars and we felt a little bit guilty celebrating it. <laughs> so tell us about Sweep South. I mean, it's only you launched it last year. So we launched it 14 months ago and uh, the company is, it's an online platform for ordering domestic services. 
services. And it really follows an Uber-type model. And what we were trying to do was to make um, getting domestic cleaners uh, to come and clean your place very easy for homeowners. But on the other hand, what we wanted to do was for uh, cleaners who are looking for work, we wanted to create a platform where they're able to kind of advertise their services and make it easy for them to link up with people who are looking for, for someone to clean. Already I have a problem. There must be trust issues. You don't know these people. You don't meet them physically. Um, how do you make sure that they, they, they kind of fit the, the, the profile? So we do a lot of vetting ourselves. So every cleaner on our platform is vetted. They go through uh, in-person interviews. They are reference checked. They have to be their experience, so they have to have at least two years of, um, of domestic cleaning experience. Um, they also have criminal checks done on them. And then we, we look for, you know, types of personalities that kind of are able to come into your home, make you feel welcome, you know, non-threatening. So um, we're really looking for people who, who once you meet them and they come into your home, you're not, they're kind of getting rid of those feelings of, of anxiety mm. over this being a new person. I, I mean, this must have, has this been done anywhere else in the world? Because it, it has, it has legs, it can travel, it can go all over the world. That's it. So there's similar models overseas, um, in Europe and in the States. Um, my, my co-founder in this business is my husband, who's a, he's also a techie, so he's a... You married he, well. He's a, <laughs> he, he's, a, um, he's a developer, and, um, and he's built the platform. And uh, it came out of personal needs. So, mm. you know, South Africans, we, we, um, we make a lot of use of domestic cleaners in our homes. It's mm. very prevalent. And we, we struggled to find a domestic worker to help us in um, December 2014. Mm. We were on holiday. Um, our domestic helper was also away. And we really went through a whole lot mm. of different um, platforms to try and find domestic workers. So, you know, the classifieds, asking friends. Um, and we just couldn't find anyone to assist us. And so we, we came up with this idea with him, you know, with his tech background and said, wouldn't it be great if we could build something where we took away all of the hard work for people and, you know, you were allowing people to book this kind of service literally within a couple of minutes. And that's what we did. So we're seeing people on our platform book um, either on their, through their laptops, their phones, um, book a domestic cleaner literally in two or three minutes. And you know that all of that background work is done for you. Is it across the country? So we're in Cape Town, Johannesburg and Pretoria. Uh, we're launching in Durban next year and then we want to launch in a couple of cities after that oh, all the best because I, I think it's, it's a service South Africa has been waiting for so step in Silicon Valley how, how did they what was that process how did they find you or did you find them um, you know what happened we, so we, before we launched in Cape Town, we decided that we wanted to go to a, a pitching conference um, in Cape Town, and that would be our way of kind of launching in the city and letting people in the, the tech scene know about us. And so we went to this conference, we pitched, and we, it was called Simodisa Startup South Africa, mm-hmm. and we won the pitching competition. And through wow. that, we kind of got introduced to, um, to the, the ecosystem, the tech ecosystem in the city. Um, Cape Town's got a very strong tech ecosystem kind of um, forwarded by by Silicon Cape, and um, we were introduced to another organization called Startup Grind, which is an international organization that really tries to support um, startup entrepreneurs all around the world. Mm. And they forwarded our details to 500 startups, um, as well as you know all, all of their different chapters around the world. And we were selected from, I think, 50 uh, international startups that had been kind of shortlisted mm. from, from the different international chapters. We were interviewed. I didn't even know I was being interviewed. I was, you know, at a U.S. time, it it was two in the morning our time. I was just chatting to the to the partners at 500 Startups, uh, very relaxed, and, and we found out that we'd been accepted into the program. What do you believe it is about your company that set you 
you know, apart from the rest, because you're the first South African to be to to be accepted in the program. What is it about what you do, or what's what really stood out for them? I think it's a combination of a couple of things, and this this also held true for when we when we pitched at uh, at Simodisa Startup SA. We had great traction, so within kind of a small um, a small amount of months, we had really shown that the business was growing quickly. Um, you know that we were able to handle handle that growth. Uh, we also have a good team. You know, we we apart from being husband and wife, we also have very mm-hmm. complementary skills. So you know, I've got a bit of a business background. He's got the tech background um, and then the, the third thing is that it's a it's a large market opportunity so as you say you know mm, this is this mm. is an idea that, that potentially has wings it's, I don't know why anyone hasn't thought about it because before. it's hard <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that you think is easy to do but um, but it's a it's a tricky problem it's a mm, tricky problem and, mm. and particularly the platform itself the scheduling um, you know it's dealing with people and, and trying to manage two two sides of people a two-sided marketplace is a very difficult problem to solve because yeah, you've got your like customers on the one hand and then the, the cleaners on the other hand. You employ a lot of people in your company that, not, not the cleaners, but staff that works with you. We we have uh, four staff at the moment. We're mm. actively hiring, so we're looking for operations managers, looking for developers to join the team, um, and it's a small team. Um, we're able to manage, uh, you know, a lot of uh, you know, thousands of bookings with a small team because of the technology. So your husband has stopped his day job, I take it. We've both stopped our day jobs. <laughs> when people ask us if this is a, if, the, if we're doing this full time, we say we're doing it overtime. So yes, we both. <laughs> yeah, because you need to spend all the time uh, that you have on this. I'm sure this doesn't come also just with no added responsibility. What are the what are the other other kind of milestones that you still need to get to to get full recognition how does it what happens from now on so we i mean i think as you know as with most startups there uh, there are different funding rounds that you go through um for us it's also growing our team um it's launching in the different cities and then it's just really um figuring out how to streamline processes and make sure that we're able to run smoothly uh being in a whole lot of different cities it is you know 14 months is not a long time mm, mm. and uh, for a company this young it's really important to make sure that um all of our processes processes are in check, they're streamlined um, and we're able to run things smoothly even if you know, there's a very small team on the ground in the different cities. What does Silicon Valley do for you? What does it deliver? It, does it mean more investment into your company? Does it mean um, what does it mean? It means exposure to investors, certainly to international investors. But um, for us, even more than that, what it is is exposure to um, experts in this field. Mm. So, you know, they've got 20 years on us when it comes to technology mm. and, um, and running tech startups. And so it's really getting a lot of that expertise and bringing it back to our company. Um, they've already been amazing in terms of uh, marketing, showing us how to scale, uh, what metrics we should be looking at, what kind of uh, speed bumps to watch out for. So getting mentored. So they've, they've been brilliant in terms of mentorship. And for them, it's not just about the program, which is a four-month program that starts in the, it started in the middle of July, but it's about uh, a lasting relationship after that. So mm. it's about also having those networks um, years down the line after the program has ended. You set for life. <laughs> you said for life I mean you can sit back and just concentrate and zoom in on this you never have to do anything else ever again what advice would you give for small startups in South Africa to even get to, to where you are I think uh, I would I'd definitely say that you need to put a lot into the team so um, you know you've got an idea and before that idea has been proven it's very much about the team and whether the team is able to to uh, to you know to realize that idea um, 
a lot of founders kind of get into a team with each other and then realize that, you know, things don't work, they don't gel. So mm. it's very, very important, um, especially under the high-pressure environment that you work in in a startup, that you've got a good team. And then also just to start as quickly as possible. I think uh, it's easy to delay and to put things off. We had great jobs. I was a management consultant, a re- relatively well-paying job. My husband was, uh, you know, working for a software company, also a really good job. And uh, it's, you know, people can delay leaving jobs and, mm. and procrastinate, mm. but don't do it. If you want to start a business, do it do, do it, it now. now. Do it That's now. what I was saying. There's so much <laughs> learning. You're going to go through so much. Rather do it now and learn on the job. It's the best kind of learning. So um, family, children, has it changed your lifestyle at all? So I have a I have a five year old daughter, mm-hmm. um, and it's it is difficult. It's difficult to run a business which is which is like having another child, mm-hmm. um, um, and you know and, and be a parent at the same time. So so it's been tough. And I think what's important is having family support. So yes. I'm lucky enough to have three siblings um, who are all great. None of them have children, so they love <laughs> taking my daughter and then bringing bringing her back when when they get tired. But um, you know I, I I get a break and she gets enough attention between between all the members. It means of the family. traveling quite a bit as well, does it not? We we do travel quite a bit. We try and take her with us. She's luckily she's five, so she's not you know she's not into school proper yet. So we we try and take her with us as much as we can, especially because both parents are working on the business. Well, look at homeschooling; that may also help exactly. for the first yeah, two years yeah. until and you're very settled. That's it. And so we we just try and work around it and, and make sure that we also um, spend as much time with her as we can. So tell us how we get to Sweet South. Give us a website to go to 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 get our domestic help. You know, somebody can do the interviews. By the way, your domestic help, are they, are they looked after? Are they, are they with unions? Are they getting minimum wage? We must check that. So we, yes, and mm. so what we do is, I mean, this, this idea for us, it came out of not being able to find a domestic helper ourselves, but it also came out of realizing that this industry, uh, particularly in South Africa, is just very backwards. It's, it, you know, it hasn't really progressed much. Mm. Um, we were looking at the industry and kind of saying, you know, post-1994, what has happened? What big things have happened? And not much really. And so what we do is um, our, our hourly rate is three times minimum wage. We make wow. sure our, our, our cleaners are paid very well. Um, we we give cleaners the option to work when they want to work. Um, they can work where they want to work. Um, they don't, you know, we don't use this madam made uh, mm. terminology. Mm. We mm. do away with that completely. Um, and you know, we're it's really trying like to give freelance work. Absolutely, we're trying to give people agency and um, you know, and give them a, a lot more power back when it comes to that balance um, between employer and employee. And not only domestic work. I see you go into companies as well. So we do small businesses at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do little offices, um, but we're really focusing on domestic cleaning. We we believe very much in, in finding a niche and, and being good at that before mm-hmm. you start doing mm-hmm. other things. And so we really want to focus on domestic cleaning, small offices, um, and, and really ace that before we start looking at other so things. So one person would come to my house and do the work, or is it a team of somebody's going to do the windows, somebody's going to do the carpet, and somebody's going to do... <laughs> so, so you can do either. If if, if your house is is, uh, is not too bad, one person should be okay. But if it's a biohazard zone and you need a team to come in, then we can do that as well. Well, we're going into Christmas now. There's lots of Christmas parties and not lots of celebrations, and people just want to chill on holiday, and somebody else does the cleaning. We saw a huge spike in bookings um, in in December last year, and it was mm. exactly that. People mm. were, you know, they were having functions, they had family around. A lot of people mm. said, "Oh, my in-laws are coming. I can't deal with all of the laundry. Please, can you help?" Mm. So um, they definitely, definitely a lot of space for, for us to come and help around that time. Are the things your, your, your workers don't do? 
So we don't do uh, we we don't do babysitting at the moment. So we're not you know they're not nannies. Uh, we, we don't we do, do gardens. We cleaning exclusively. We don't do gardens mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, we it's it's purely cleaning for now. Mm. But um, as you can imagine, you know there's there's a lot of scope for looking at other services down the line. Well, congratulations. Give us that website. I'm going to go visit immediately after this and just see how it works and let people get hold of you as well. So our website is www.sweepsouth, S-W-E-E-P-S-O-U-T-H.com. Mm-hmm. And you can book from your, as I said, your computer. You can book from your from your mobile phone. You can book from a tablet. Um, and it's we've seen people, first-time users, book within a couple of minutes. So from start to finish, two, three minutes, you're done, and a cleaner is scheduled to come to your place. I don't need a credit card, or do I? How you need a credit card. So, the so credit, it's an Uber type it's thing. It's an Uber type thing. It's very much that model. So a credit card is used to confirm the booking. The payment mm-hmm. is only made after the booking is complete. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, you know, it takes a couple of minutes. Once you finish booking, you'll get a confirmation email. So you have the cleaner's details. You know who's coming to your house. It's not a stranger. Yeah, <laughs> You've got her face, her, her, her name, um, some details about her. So uh, we all just, we, you know, we all, we're doing all of these things with the aim of trying to make you feel comfortable um, about around the experience. You say her. What about heat cleaners? We haven't had. So we've had, I think we've had um, one or two. Um, we've had one or two applications from, from male cleaners, but uh, by and large, it's, it's all female, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of, um, of females applying to the platform. And I think that just speaks to the, to, to the, the, the sector and, and mm. what it looks like. Mm. Well, you know what? I can't wait for you to go throughout the country, and thank you so much. Congratulations for, for putting South Africa on the map, and I wish you all the best with Sweep, sweep South. Thanks, Shadow. And hopefully <laughs> you come and tell us about your other successes, because I think this is just the beginning. Thank you. Thank After you so a year, much. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what what you'll be telling us in five years from now. Oh, thank you. It's been an exciting time. We're really excited about the, the year ahead. Yeah. No, fantastic, Asha. Thank you. And love to your family because I know the Pandos quite well. So <laughs> thank you. I will pass on, I'll yes, pass on yes. the, the love and regards. Okay. When we come back, and that website again uh, is worldwide web, sweepsauce.com is where you will find Aisha's services. When we come back, we're talking about the Triggerfish Story Lab. It took decades for South Africa to have the constitution it has today. The least we can do is take a few seconds to understand it. Section 32 of the Bill of Rights states that everyone has the right of access to any information held by the state and any information held by another person, and that is required for the protection Protection. of any rights. This AFM, we can't put a price on our constitution, but we can remind you about its infinite worth. And that's what makes us South Africa's news and information leader. Join me, Seekim Kabat Daily Weekdays on Market Update with MoneyWeb, where we discuss how the economy and business affect you and your wallet. That's Market Update with MoneyWeb weekdays at 6 p.m. on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Great stories told by great personalities. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, after the international success of its two first feature films, Triggerfish Animation Studios has established the Triggerfish Story Lab with the support of the Department of Trade and Industry and the Walt Disney Company. And joining us to tell us more about it is Vanessa Ann Sinden, who is the development producer at Triggerfish Animation. Hello, Vanessa. 
Hi, Shadow. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Great. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, we can't we can't ignore you when you're doing such amazing work. <laughs> now, tell us about Triggerfish in itself. Well, um, Triggerfish is an animation studio that's been around for 19 years, mm-hmm. and um, the the last I'd say about the last seven years have been the most amazing years where we've gone into CG animation and um, produced two films from. South Africa, from a team in Cape Town, mm-hmm. and we distributed into 150 countries around the world, these, both these films, mm. and it was um, dubbed into 27 different languages around the world, mm. and it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal success, and as a completely all-African team um, working on these films based in Cape Town, and, and it's just one of those success stories that just um, shows you that things done locally can actually travel and receive a lot of acclaim abroad, so the studio itself is a, a very big success story, and um, we're looking to produce a lot more films in the future. And mm. the Story Lab was born out of that concept of just great stories need to be told. How do we find storytellers who've got stories that they're dying to tell, and mm. how do we nurture and develop them? Because mm. what we find is there's this big divide of, of a script that's ready to go to screen and be produced. And so we there's a huge gap of development and nurturing, and that's where the Story Lab comes in. So Triggerfish decided, let's try and put together a, um, a, a partners with Disney and the DTI, and let's put together something that will answer that. So um, how does it work? How, how do you find these stories and the storytellers? Because I think this is what all African uh, storytellers have been waiting for specifically. Yes. So how, how do they approach you? How, how do you look for them? Well, Shadow, we actually... Um, we launched our story lab, the Triggerfish Story Lab, uh, in mid-June, mm-hmm. and um, we've been, for a couple of weeks now, we've been taking submissions, and, and it actually just closed on Monday the 31st, okay. um, which was last Monday, and we received 1,378 submissions from mm-hmm. around um, from around Africa, from 50 different countries, and um, those submissions are, are stories either for feature films or for television series, and we're actually in the process now of a phase one when we're going to go through all those stories and whittle them down to the top 20. So it's a formidable task. And we have a whole team, um, international experts and local experts who are standing by and um, reviewing a script at the moment and looking at stories and, and deciding where's the best place to to develop these storytellers. And um, so we're busy in that process at the moment. Mm. Um, and the next three weeks are going to be... Um, quite defining as we, we go from 1,300 submissions all the way down wow. to the top 50. And um, Disney, a team from LA and a team from the UK are going to be working with us to to find the top 50 stories. And then we're going to nurture 20 through a first phase of workshops. And uh, we then hope to take six on to, to invest a lot more money into those. And then uh, with the idea that in two, three years' time, they'll be producible. Wow. What do you do with the rest? Oh, <laughs> well, the exciting thing is there's so many stories that have come through from, from storytellers all over Africa um, and 40% of those are women actually which we're very excited about because we weren't too sure how many we would receive from the continent um, from women because I think uh, the guys usually tuck in and say great I've got a story to tell but there are so many women who also have so many unique stories to tell um, but the idea is that we, we've seen some of these stories that are suited for ebooks. They may be suited for something um, that's not, that could be done on a digital platform. So we're looking at these stories not only for feature films 
or television series where we're looking at some special ones as well and going, what can we do with this? And Triggerfish being a studio that can that could produce basically anything into a digital format, um, something that can be distributed around the world, we're looking at alternate ideas as well. So Yeah, something could be triggered out of there. Vanessa, please do stay on the line for me. I want to take news headlines, but I just want to hear a bit about the stories as well. So please do stay on the line for me. We'll be back talking to you in a bit. Uh, It is now time for news headlines with Sir Utsile Sarko. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. My guest is Vanessa, development producer, Triggerfish Animation. Vanessa, I'm interested. You know, a a Pan-African story lab... Um, what sort of uh, there must be something attractive about the continent in itself to look for uh, Afri- pan-African stories. What sets them apart from the rest, and what is it? What is it that you seek to find? Well, I think the, um, we know ourselves that we've got uniquely African stories. Um, as Africans, we we just there's something unusual. There's um, amazing cultures, so different cultures. And, and everyone has stories that are told in unique ways. And so there's such a variety from the continent. And I think what's missing is the opportunity to develop those stories into something that could be uh, a universal story, something that could be appreciated by an entire family, something that's character-driven, that's got lots of heart and action and, and is primed with lots of humor. And, and so the, the idea is that there are stories out there and, um, and there are some experts and mentors who can come aside African storytellers and make those actually a, an animated hit mm. um, that could travel. And so, and, and the uniqueness of the stories, the ones that are, are are very deep in our different cultures, need to be brought to the surface and mm. um, in a unique way. And and the, the missing ingredient is just how do I get a, a story ready for the screen? And mm. It needs to be made into a script, and it needs to have characters, it needs certain plots and character arcs, and so those things not everybody knows about. And the idea is to incubate. Um, creatives and actually and, and to bring that out. So there's no particular theme you're after, really. No, it's no, we're not looking for. A lot of questions came out of our um, out of uh, the last couple of weeks, and um, one of them was, "Are you looking specifically for talking animals? Is it does it have to be a story <laughs> that's based in Africa?" And no, none of those are um, are set. We're looking for unique stories and um, and not necessarily set on a continent. Ones that actually can be universal. Mm-hmm. The story that children in, in China would appreciate, dubbed in their own language, but mm. also children in the U.S. would appreciate. And we've, we've proven that with Zambezia and Kumba, where African stories, those, these two stories were birthed here. Um, the characters, the, what they were going through was uniquely African. Mm. The composer African, the, the creative team African, and, and we've proved that by taking it worldwide. So we know we can do that again, and, and we think we've got a... A bit of a, a remedy, a formula here for success, and we want to be able to share that. And um, what we saw in terms of numbers was about 900 South Africans um, applied sure. for the story lab, and the rest is all f- from across the continent. Mm-hmm. And and why not open up this opportunity and, and our expertise to to storytellers who've never had that opportunity before? So that really is the the reason why we're doing this. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait for them to go on screen, and you'll be there to tell us, Vanessa, when they're all ready to, to go. But thank you so much, and congratulations on what I think is a, is a wonderful idea, really. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Shadow. Thanks for talking to us. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 That's Vanessa Ann Sinden, who is the development producer at Triggerfish Animation Studios, and uh, their website, if you want to know more, is worldwideweb.triggerfishstudios.com.
Sandwich.com. Coming back to talk to Sally Joy, founder and managing director of Sandwich Baron, which is now which has now 50 stores nationwide, and started with only 5,000 rand, making sandwiches from her home. After this. Great stories told by great personalities. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. World Cup back. The two Rugby World Cup wins by South Africa have come without scoring a try in either of the finals. Great stories told by great personalities. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, here's a great personality to tell us their story. Sally Joy, hello. Hello, Shadow. How are you? I'm good. I hope you recognized I avoided the first part of your surname, eh? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? It's Jarlette Joy. Uh, Jarlette Joy. Yes. Well, I'll stick to Joy for now. Welcome and thank you for talking to us. It's, It's my pleasure. Now, how do you start in your kitchen making sandwiches some years ago? from 5,000 rand, and now you run 50 stores nationwide. Well, after I sold my restaurant, I was looking for something to do, and I thought about sandwiches. Um, but I, I didn't see any sandwich shops in South Africa at that time, so I thought, oh, I don't know whether it's worth the risk in opening a big store, so I'm going to try it from home. How long ago was this? Um, we're talking nearly 20 years ago. Okay. So I basically gave out a small menu and started making some sandwiches from home, but it wasn't long before someone reported me to the health health inspector. <laughs> so he forced me to open a store and oh, I have you bought him anything? Have you bought him anything to say thank you? <laughs> I still don't know which person that was, but uh, if they're listening, thank you very much. You did me a big favour. Okay, so you move out of your home. And you continue to make sandwiches, but you had you had been running a restaurant, so you had some understanding of 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 the 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 food business, right? Yes, I think uh, you know once um, the restaurant industry and the food industry takes you, you sort of you always go back to it. After I sold my restaurant, I didn't think I would go back to it, but I think once you've got the bug, you will do it. So, and I'm trying to understand you because I think a lot of us would like to do what you did, not with sandwiches, but I suppose, or even get a franchise from you because now you're franchising around the country. Yes, yes. Um, Look, I don't think um, franchising wasn't what I intended to do. It's just that uh, someone came and asked me, can I buy a franchise? Mm, mm. And, you know, I shrugged it off at first because I didn't know anything about franchising. And um, eventually so many people were asking it, asking. So, you know, I got all the books from the Franchise Association. The Franchise Association was a great help. And um, off I went. And, and, and at this point, your menu is set, right? You, you, you were not trying any more new sandwiches or new, new additions to your menu, or were you? And how did you know which, which worked? Um, Basically, I started with a very, very small menu, um, and it was the customers who kept asking for things. It's basically the South African people that made my menu, mm. because um, they kept saying, we want this, we want that. And originally, I started with very simple sandwiches like beef salad, cheese salad, 
And uh, one big company in Alberton, they invented the chicken mayonnaise and avocado, which is still one of my best sellers. Mm -hmm. And um, then the customers were asking for bacon, bacon, bacon. <laughs> so we bought the bacon on, and then they, then they bought the crispy bacon. So mm -hmm. now one of our best sellers is also the crispy bacon and chicken mayonnaise. So, so uh, how was it for you to, to, to source... Um, ingredients was it easy and uh, how did you how were you able to choose which bacon to use and which not to use and how to get it at a reasonable price well because I was a self-taught restaurant too when I first started I learned the hard way by customers shouting at me <laughs> so I knew well I still know that you have to sell quality so I always sell the best bacon the best ham the best beef and then I can't go wrong. And but it costs you it's at the best price. So the the customer eventually pays that price. Um look I think um having such a large group we are able to get quite big buying power so mm. we are able to hold our prices. And um you know, our sandwiches are average around 20 to 25 rand, which I think is very reasonable with mm. free delivery. Mm -hmm. And is it is it for the lunch market or is it throughout the day? Um, mainly we are a big lunchtime trade market, but um, some of the stores have started staying open a bit later, and definitely our menu appeals to people who would like to take something home. So, so Sally, please, I want you to stay on the line for me, because now I want to know how, if anyone wants uh, to own a sandwich baron, what they have to do, and you can walk us through that for a bit, and, and the kind of menu one can expect. But please do stand the line for us. Eh? Okay, we'll do. Thank you. Is your small business or business idea brilliant? Do you know how to pitch your business or idea effectively? Would expert business advice help you take it to the next level? In association with SAFM, NGN Pitch and Polish, the National Entrepreneurial Workshop and Competition Program is coming to a town near you. For more information, SMS PITCH to 45901. That's PITCH to 45901. Or go to pitchandpolish.com. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Catch all the glory and bliss of Hinduism with Sadhna every Saturday at 11.30am on SABC3. This week, we meet the phenomenal Amshatuzi Hindu Development Committee on the KwaZulu-Natal North Coast. And we celebrate Krishna Janamastami in Port Elizabeth. More seva, more satsang, more music and dance. Every Saturday at 11.30am, find it on 3. A legacy as incredible as ours should always be cherished. SAFM. Treasuring our country's rich heritage. Show's so good, we won't blame you if you can't pick a favor. Can't pick a favorite. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My guest is Sally Jarlett Joy, Fund and Managing Director of Sandwich Baron. So, Sally, when, if I want to franchise, what do I have to do? Sally? What you do is you need to come and see me. I like to interview all my potential franchisees myself. Person to person? Yes. Okay. Um, and then normally if you were happy and we were both happy, then you would apply for the franchise. When uh, you do the interview, Sally, uh, sorry, what, 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 what are you looking for? Um, it's hard to say because <laughs> I have such a variety. I, I can't really say that I have one person that's the same um, mm. in my group. 
But uh, I am looking for people who are prepared to run the business themselves because we haven't been successful with manager-run stores. Okay, okay. I am also looking for people who have their own contribution. I think uh, the business will only succeed if some people put some money in. Okay. Although financing is available, there's all different options mm-hmm. for different people. Um, but unfortunately, to get a franchise, you do have to have some money of your own. And how flexible is your menu? If I live in an area where uh, people like hotter food in the sense of chili and, and those kinds of things, is one able to kind of create um, something for that market in the area that I operate? Certainly. In um, KZN, we do offer chili and some some slightly different things. Mm. Um, so the franchisee, they just need to come... Although the menu is generally set, they need to come to me and explain to me why they need it. And um, then we can we, we normally do some trials at head office. Mm. And, yes, we do do some regional specials for out-of-town stores. But generally, in Houting, all the stores would be the same. So what, what should I expect on your menu? What, what is, it's sandwiches, I know, but what, we, we spoke about the bacon earlier on. Uh, and the chicken mayo, uh, what else is there? Okay, well, it's a very South African menu, so we've got everything South African, um, from steak, chicken livers, biltong, avocado, we sell a lot of. Um, basically, you can add your own combination, so you can have anything. Um, you can take a beef sandwich and add tomato, lettuce, onion, double beef. So we make it like you, how you like it. You can have all different breads. You can have it. Every every sandwich is made on order. So mm-hmm. if you don't want butter and you want a little bit of mayonnaise, you can have it just how you like it. So it can suit people with all all sorts of lifestyles, healthy lifestyles. And uh, we also offer a banting menu. Well, I was going to ask you that. What about <laughs> everyone's got a banting menu now? Yes. So we've got quite a big banting menu because. Um, you know, I noticed when I was on a low-carb diet that it was, you know, quite a challenge to be on the low-carb diet if you came to work and, and you hadn't got organized before. Mm. So we do free delivery of banting meals as well. Oh, fantastic. It's, and now I'm salivating. You see what you do to me before, during lunch. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sally. So how do people find you? Okay, you can find me... All my details are on our website at www.sandwichbaron.co.za and um, give me a ring. You can speak to me personally. More or less, how, does it, how much does it cost, sorry? The franchise is 575000 plus VAT. That's for a turnkey operation, everything included. So for a food franchise, we're still on the lower end of the price for a food franchise. So just over half a million? Yes. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Sally, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Shadow. All the best. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. World Wide Web, sandwichbaron.co.za. If you are interested in a franchise, but I thought it was just so remarkable that she started a company with 5,000 rand in her home until somebody complained and she went and found a store. And, hey, talk about mindfulness. When you recognize and when you can respond to, when you're present enough, you get those messages. Let's hear what Freshly Ground has to say.
Freshly ground there saying, fuck your hoot and trick. Things have changed. You don't love me anymore, so leave me. It is now time for our children's story, Nalibali. <laughs> 